Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Thursday, January 14th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen, alongside Joe Sarvati, who is affectionately known as Coach. And we've got a five-game NBA slate here on this Thursday. A lot of excitement, Coach, coming off uh, another successful night. Absolutely, man. And, you know, shout out to you right off the bat, putting up the big fat 360 number, which was outstanding uh, for our cash games and some of our single entry stuff. And I know our GPP line also hit in the 330-something range. So, you know, a fifth night in a row with one of our main FanDuel uh, hybrid lineups over 300. Yesterday was a little bit higher across the board for everybody, but I think we'll get back down to that 3 to 325 range with this five-gamer today. So great job uh, pulling that out. And our DraftKings uh, coach's clipboard also had, I think it was seven uh, fire symbols for DraftKings on there. It was pretty stout. So we're fired up. We're getting hot. We're rolling through you know, more preparation than we have in a long time because of all of this COVID stuff. It's really creates a lot of changes. Now we have that big trade that went through yesterday, which we talked about on the show. And then like an hour after, boom, it, there's the trade. But uh, <clears throat> pretty amazing. I still can't believe Houston didn't land Karis LeVert in that trade. That seems like if I was a Houston fan, I'd be pretty ticked off. But Anyway, so be it. We go on to this nice late. We hope it stays a five-gamer. I have a little fear with this Miami team hovering right on those eight guys. That's a little nerve-wracking. But hopefully that game gets in and we can just smash this five-gamer. Absolutely. Yeah, so we do have five games, and of the ten teams playing, three of them are involved in a back-to-back. We don't have any totals over 230 today on BetUS. Right. So no no outlier like that Portland Sacramento game last night. And nothing under 220 and a half, which yeah. usually, I mean, we've had some 206s and some 237s, so it's pretty compact today. Very tight range, so we're just going to have to battle and, and find value. And there is plenty of value here, assuming game one stays right. on, on schedule, and that is Miami against Philly. Rematch from Tuesday night's over overtime thriller shootout, yeah. 137-134, with that small core of guys for Miami. And it's going to be very similar here. Same group is out. Dragic, Bradley, Bam, Butler, Akpala, Nunn, Harkless, and Haslam. Myers yeah. Leonard, doubtful. And Gabe Vincent, probable. So we may have another eight-man rotation for the Heat. On the Sixer side, they've got some of their reinforce, reinforcements coming back yes. as Ben Simmons is probable, Tobias Harris is probable, Shake Milton probable, Embiid probable with the back, and yep. uh, Thibel and Ferguson also probable. Wow. The guys who continue to be out, Poirier, Curry, and Korkmaz. All yep. right, Coach. So a little bit different here with Philly, but Miami should have the same crew. Yeah, I mean, this this game certainly is going to be a value grabber as we're finding, you know, with, with some of these COVID games, I don't think the sites are able to catch up with some of the pricing, you know, as these guys are being sat. So it uh, gives us an advantage. But, you know, here's my concern in this game. I'm just going to start right off the bat with that because everything else, you know, is, is fairly good. Philly's a 10.5 point betus.com.pa favorite. So double digit uh pretty much their full plethora of guys other than Curry, I mean, that, that play. And then Miami, you know, being just devastated with, with their guys being out. So, you know, we called the Lakers blowout yesterday, and, and that affected things. This, this is the game uh, of all of them that I'm the most fearful of that could blow out. Um, so that's a concern. The other concern is defensively Miami's 13th and Philly's 5th. So they get it done. On the defensive side now, Miami's not going to be anywhere near 13th with, you know, Bam and all the defenders out. But, you know, Philly having their full squad is a top five defensive team. Uh, on the good side of the coin, you've got Miami 10th and Philly 4th in pace. So that's a really good uh, aspect that they're going to get up and down the floor. Now, Philly tried pushing the ball that last game 
to you know get Miami tired because they they did not have the any rotation. They'll be the same thing. Miami, however, tried to slow it down a little bit, be a little more methodical so they could keep everybody out of foul trouble and in the game. So my my big thing here is, and I, I mentioned it to you before the pod, this is uh, three games in four nights for Philly, and they'll complete this week with five games in seven nights, which for NBA, that's pretty unheard of, and that's because they missed some COVID games earlier. So, uh, you know, Embiid, I, I had him as my key play, and he was pretty low-owned against Miami the last go-around, and he absolutely blistered it. And then he came back and had another great game. So, I get, you know, I get the fact that all they've got basically inside to guard him is, you know, Princess Achua and Kelly Olenek. Is it Princess? Is that right? Precious. Precious. Well, sorry. <laughs> Precious Achua and, and Kelly O. So, you know... I don't, I'm not going to, I'm just going to flat out say it. I'm not paying up for Embiid like I did in the last games. I think if this game is double digits, they're going to try to rest them as much as they can, knowing that this is three and four and they have five and seven. So, you know, plus they have uh, rested guys that are coming back and haven't played forever. So you think those extra minutes will go to the, you know, Shake Milton's and, and all of these guys. So let me say this on the Philly side, you know, Simmons is is playable. I don't know how much run he gets, especially if it blows out. Tobias Harris is an option, but he's expensive. And I don't want to go with Embiid. And I'm going to shy away from Maxi now that the full group is back and they have Simmons and Green and Shake and all of that at the guard spot. As great as he's been, his price has gone up some. And I think that he doesn't get quite as much usage. Now, flipping to the Miami side, you know, I like guys on the Miami side strictly because of the scenario of they make the rest of the slate fit. There's some cheap guys you can take that are going to play 35, 36 minutes. Um, I love Tyler Hero again. You know, uh, not quite the top choice like, uh, you know, I felt before because Simmons is a good defender. They're going to have, you know, a rotation of guys that will guard him and certainly favor him a little bit. Duncan Robinson with a short group like this is going to get up 10, 15 threes. You know, I don't know how many he's going to make, but, you know, at his price, he's certainly worth considering. Uh, there's three guys I like here, and you're not going to believe this. And it goes to show you how crazy DFS can be. I like Achua, Olenek, and Vincent as the three guys that are monster value, should get monster minutes, and I, I think are all playable in this game. I'm not going to stack three Miami guys, but I will tell you that I will have two out of three of the combination probably of Hero, Achua, Olenek, and Vincent. Because, I mean, where do you go with an eight-man bench? I mean, these guys have to play the minutes. And if Philly has a little bit of a lead and put some of their second string guys in, and those guys are still out there running. I mean, Achua is not going to sit. He's a young guy. Vincent's not going to sit. Even if it's a 20-point game with an eight-man rotation, those guys play. So my value burner team of the day to go after is the Heat. And I'm, believe it or not, going to fade on Philly. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited about this Miami situation. It's a great opportunity for value. I'm going to have multiple guys from Miami probably in every lineup and I, I do like hero um, keep in mind he is a shooting guard on FanDuel right. 6,500 really good price for him over there yeah. a little bit a little bit tougher on DraftKings at 73 but uh, I'm gonna have a lot of hero tonight Duncan Robinson and, and Vincent I like Duncan Robinson here so uh, he's the guy especially on FanDuel okay he's 4,900 there as a small forward Gabe Vincent, 4,800. So I'm going to take Duncan Robinson there. And then Achua, great price on both sites. I think he makes a lot of sense. And very interesting that he's a small forward on FanDuel. It makes no sense. At only 4,100. 
Why a so, small forward? I don't think he's ever played small forward in his life. I mean, look at him and watch how he plays. He's yeah, not he's a small a, forward. He's a five four. He's much. He's much closer to a center in today's NBA than a small forward. Definitely. Um, so it's funny that you can get Duncan Robinson and Achua both as small forwards on Fanduel, but they they open up a they open up a, a lot of uh, price for for the studs that we can pay up for. Olenek. Uh, 5,300 as a FanDuel power forward. I like that also. Um, so th- those are the guys I'm going to focus on with Miami. On the Philly side, Embiid, man, you you were on him. He was terrific. 45 and 16. He just dominated that game. Killed it. And there's enough money to pay for him if you want. So I, I, I hear you say that uh, you, you plan to fade him. Um, you know, the schedule is a very important factor. That makes sense to me. Are you are you thinking you save that money and potentially pay up for Jokic? I, I'm definitely leaning that way. Not that you're stealing my thunder here, but uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the I, obvious I, I question. Think, our I listeners, if, Coach, our yeah. listeners are, are, are asking that question themselves. Well, I'll, I'll and, take it one step further. I think you... You either play Embiid or Jokic, but I'm not going to go Embiid. So if I if I buy up, it's it's definitely uh, the Joker all the way. Okay. And you know there are a few pay down spots, but like you said, they have everybody out of position. Uh, Achua and Olenek, neither one of them is a center on Fanduel. It's different on DraftKings. So you know it makes me want to on Fanduel play the Joker. At center, and I think he fits if you sit Embiid and Simmons too. You sit him too. Yeah, and with Simmons, you know, I like the game environment for him here because he can push. And and Miami, if they are a little bit tired, he should be able to take advantage of that. But and they have no rim protector like they normally do with Bam. So exactly. Yeah. Um, but I don't love the fact that he hasn't been playing. He's got the the knee, uh, so yeah. I, I I may shy away from him. And then our His man price Dan- is still too high for a guy that can't shoot outside eight feet. It's pretty high. Salary. Yeah, it's a little high. Uh, yeah. We got to mention our man Danny Green, uh, all star. I'm, I'm going to take a little break. I'll be back. The guy who's <laughs> most likely to get a triple double on this slate after 29 nine threes right in my eye as I was. <laughs> I, I saw all nine swish. Twenty nine, <laughs> ten, and six. I hate him. Oh, phenomenal! That was that was fun to have him in the lineup. Um, but he's 4,900 on FanDuel as a small forward, and I prefer Duncan Robinson at that price in that spot. So it's uh, it's Duncan Robinson for me tonight over my man Danny Green. I would sooner have Chance, our our uh, mascot dog, as a small forward than Danny Green. So there you go, Danny. Eat that <laughs> one. Hit another 10 threes, you <laughs> son of a gun. <laughs> but for the yeah, for the most part, I, I am going to fade uh, Philly. And beat in in the in play for me as a GPP option, but with Milton back, you know that takes away from Maxi and Tobias, you know, little little pricey. Uh, so I, I probably won't go with Philly in general. You Just think Miami. This game blows out. What's your gut? It could, it could, but you know Miami has one of the best team spirits in terms of fighting. Battling. I mean, we saw that in the playoffs against the oh, Celtics. Coaching, man. Coaching. Oh, yeah. Spolstra, the, the culture there is tremendous. So, you know, and, and they, they have all these guys that can shoot threes and will shoot threes. You know, Gabe Vincent was four for 12 on three-pointers. You know, he plays with an edge. That's why I'm considering him today. I watched him. He doesn't look like a scared rookie of any sense. He's He wants to – you can tell he wants to be out there and he wants to get it done. I think he's going to be a nice player down the road. Tell you they draft their draft team is ridiculous there. I mean everybody from Bam on down. I mean they've hot hero. They've drafted all these guys. They picked up Ron. Yeah, Duncan Robinson. I think was he even drafted? He might have been. I think he was a free agent. Yeah. 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 Amazing. All right, game two, coach. We've got Charlotte and Toronto, and this is a back-to-back situation for Charlotte after they lost to your Mavericks last night, one hundred four ninety-three. Luka Mania. Luka Mania, he was the man. 219.5 total here. Toronto, favored by nine as a 2-8 and eight home team. How about, how about those Crazy. Raptors? They've had two straight one-point losses. Just devastating on the road. As and they Siakam tried. had the game-winning shot, and both of them 
squared just up to the bucket like eight, ten feet away and missed little bunnies. Missed a couple little bunnies in, in the Terrible. putback. So uh, in terms of the injuries, Gordon Hayward is probable. He left the last game with that hip issue. Yeah. But all accounts are at this point here, right around lunchtime, that he's going to play. Correct. On the Toronto side, I'm not seeing any injury news. So, you know, this is with that 219 total. Um, it's not. It's not a game that I'm. I'm really that excited about. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be a, a pretty solid battle. Charlotte is seventh defensively. Toronto 18th, but we know they're better than that. Uh, offensive efficiency. Both of these teams are in the bottom half. Charlotte slow pace, 21st. So I don't expect a real high-scoring game here. We've talked here on the last few shows about the difficulty of dealing with the Charlotte backcourt with the overlapping minutes. And they're all solid in terms of their minutes. Rogier and, and Devontae Graham are hard to predict. I think this could be a spot for Rogier. You know, if he gives us 10 three-point attempts, I could see him paying off the 6200 Price tag on DraftKings. Lamelo, I think, will bounce back after that dud last night against Dallas. You could pay up there. I'm probably more likely to get a Toronto guy, though. Siakam, I mean, they really featured him in that game against Portland. They kept giving it to him on the block. Got oh, a triple-double. Yeah, he, he gets was just more. Awesome. He, we've said it multiple times. I, Other than maybe Kawhi, I don't know anybody else that they just clear it out and let them go one-on-one. -on -one. It's amazing. Yep. So I, I like this opportunity, the way he looks, but he's expensive at almost yeah. 9000 on FanDuel. Boucher, man, this is a guy who, if you're about to take a catch-and-shoot th three in the corner and he's in the paint, you're in trouble. You know, you're at risk of getting that shot blocked. He is incredible. At closing well. out, he's been a monster with the blocks lately. Yeah, uh, I think he has 12 blocks in the last three games. Yeah, and he's been draining threes, so he's intriguing to me. Like I said, on DraftKings at 6,500, really expensive on FanDuel at 78. But yeah, uh, this is a guy to to really keep an eye on because they're just not using Len um, and Baines, so he's right. getting an opportunity. Uh, that's about it for me. I don't know if I'm going to pay up for the Toronto guards here. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, you know, it's I've been stacking Raptors a lot lately, and it really has worked for me because of that usage piece. You know, I mean, it doesn't seem like you can go wrong with Lowry, Van Vliet, or Siakam because they dominate the ball, and they're two—I mean, they're two and eight or whatever they are. So, you know, I. I look at it a couple of different ways. Charlotte's on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. They played Dallas last night, had a fly to Tampa now to play Toronto, which sounds weird. And so that's not the best scenario. You've got Hayward is going to play, it looks like, but obviously a sore hip. So things could go haywire there. I, I'm so done with, you know how much I hate splits of minutes at positions. And this Graham Rogier and ball thing is just I don't want I just I can't do it man it's not good for my blood pressure when I have to watch those games so I just don't feel good there uh you know they're inside guys Biombo, PJ Washington had a good game last night but you know I don't know how much you trust them their price isn't bad uh PJ sometimes is the last guy in for me but he's very inconsistent um whereas I look at Toronto and I've said this the last two or three games, but it's even more true today. They're desperate. They can't get much further behind at two and eight, knowing, you know, what Brooklyn's going to do and what Milwaukee's doing. They've got to get it going. You know, Nurse plays his guys a lot of minutes. They had last night off. I just, you know, this is my favorite team on the board again. And I know it seems redundant, but it just fits again. You know, the pace, Toronto's pace is seventh. And... Charlotte, you know, depending, sometimes they play all three of those guards together. They seem to, at times, play a faster pace if they're with a team that plays a faster pace. Now, Dallas doesn't play a fast pace, so it'll slow down a little bit. But, 
you know, that Dallas-Charlotte game last night was going to be a huge score, but both teams literally went five minutes in the fourth quarter with zero points. It was crazy. So I think this game has a higher potential, even though it's the lowest number on the board and it just flipped to 220 and a half, which is still the lowest. I like the game, the, the pace, I think, in this game. I think you could go either Lowry or Van Vliet. Van Vliet, I'm not going to stack both. I know Siakam's price is high, but it's not like stupid high for the usage numbers that he gets. And I'm going to consider Boucher. I mean, they've pretty much given up on Lennon Baines. And regardless of which one starts or plays a few minutes, Boucher's getting the majority of the minutes. He's finishing all the games. And the guy's incredible. He gets tons of rebounds, as you mentioned, tons of blocks. And I just can't get over how efficient he is from three himself. So I know, you know, that's four guys I'm considering for the Raptors. Probably going to settle on two minimum. Uh, and I doubt that I'm going to come back with anybody on the Charlotte side unless I need uh, a value P.J. Washington play. But I think I, I don't think you can look past Toronto. I think people will. They're going to see Toronto's 2-8. and eight. They're going to see Charlotte play last night. They're going to see it's the lowest total in Vegas. And I think you could get 250 burger guys from Toronto easy. Okay. I like it. Game three here is Houston against San Antonio, the other 7.30 Eastern tip. And you mentioned it at the top. Houston pulled off the monster trade that we were talking about during the show yesterday. Sure enough, Harden on his way to Brooklyn. And I agree with you. You know, if I'm Houston, I really would have wanted to hold on to Karis LeVert. But instead, they decide to bring in Oladipo, who I, I love as a player. But, you know, with that knee issue... Uh, just a little bit risky uh, to invest well, they, that much. They in did him. get four firsts and yeah. four first swaps. Well, they so could have kept that with fat. Levert. Yeah, yeah they I could've kept that with Levert, which is what I would have done. That's what I would have done too. Yeah. Uh, now, with that trade taking place, we don't have Levert uh, or Oladipo after that swap, and we don't have John Wall because he's out with a knee issue. House is still out. On the San Antonio side, uh, Eubanks is out and DeRozan is questionable with the personal issue. Take this one away for us. Well, I, I mean, I think you get some value with Houston here. I mean, uh, I know it's going to start looking like a Stars and Scrubs lineup for me again, but with these super cheap value plays because of the COVID and injury and trade stuff, you have to take advantage of it. I mean... Even though he stung me really bad the last game, if Eric Gordon plays without limits uh, restriction on minutes, then he's I'm going to play him. You know, the, the guards are out. He's going to play some point, and we know he'll chuck and duck from 30 feet, you know, a lot of times. So I think Eric Gordon's a terrific play if he's playing with no limits uh, on his minutes. You know, uh, Wood is fantastic play as well, but – his price is just nuts how high it is. Uh, he's up there with the big boys. But, you know, I think he's playable. You can also go, you know, the secondary guy, he, he shot the ball well the last game, is Ben McElmore. You know, he's super cheap. He's going to get a bunch of those minutes. And, you know, again, a guy that's definitely not shy. So, you know, if you want to go on the cheap and even stack Gordon McElmore, I, I could see that very easily. Uh, or if you want to buy up with Wood, I mean, I, I think he is in a good smash spot. It's just, you know, price-wise, it makes it a little bit difficult. So value there, again, with Houston. On the San Antonio side, it's it's a little bit tougher. We need the news on DeRozan. That, everything really sits to, for me on that side. I mean, I, I would consider possibly Murray or Walker. Walker's been their leading scorer a couple of games in a row. But not if DeRozan's back, because he'll scoop a bunch of that usage back. Um, the rookie Johnson, you know, he's steady, but I don't know what his ceiling is, so I'm not really crazy to go there. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge has been steady, but, you know, Pop never puts him in there 35 minutes and just goes after it like he used to in the days when he was first with San Antonio and Portland, where, you know, you were going to get max usage. He's still... I mean, he's steady, 
he's going to get his 28 minutes or whatever, and he's going to produce decently, but he's expensive. So for me in this game, uh, under the circumstances with a, a 221 total, you know, it's beneficial that they're 18th and 20th in the league defensively. That makes you want to play a few guys. Uh, and they're 12th and 16th in pace, which isn't bad. So for me, if we get DeRozan news and he's out, I think one of the guards is certainly playable. Um, I wouldn't blame you if you want to play LMA at power forward. And then I like uh, Wood if you have money to pay up. And certainly Gordon is going to probably be a lock and load if he's no minutes restriction. And I have no problem putting Ben Malcolmore there in there as well. So a good between Miami and Houston, you can get four guys in your lineup on the super cheap, which allows you to really, you know, go with uh, Jokic and some of the other bigs. I agree. That's the, that's the formula that makes sense at this point in the day. I will stack McLemore and, Gar- and Gordon in some lineups. I, I think the way the rotation is going to work out is Gordon, McLemore, Nawaba, Tucker, and Wood will start. I think the bench crew will be Sterling Brown, Tate, and Cousins. I agree. Um, and, you know, the Gordon, hopefully he's okay with the, the, the questionable tag with, with the leg issue because it, it's going to be all Gordon running the show. That'll be fun to see. Yeah, uh, and when when he gets hot, he can really stroke it. So, yeah, uh, I like Gordon and and Macklemore is in, in a great spot here. Um, and he was know, hot the last game too. Yeah, I mean when he's in the three K range coming off the bench, it's like a pure GPP play. But when he's starting uh, in a, in a game like this, wonderful opportunity for him to pay off value and, and make the rest of your lineup work. I also like Woods' price on DraftKings at seventy seven hundred. It's reasonable there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the San Antonio front court is going to be properly equipped to slow him down. Um, by the way, I think it's a little bit unfortunate that we don't get Wall in this game because it's clear that the Houston guys were ready for Harden to be gone. Oh, and you know when, it. You know what? When Wall gets out there on the court and is healthy, I mean, it's going to be like a fresh lease on life for yeah. him. To just have the, the the team in his hands. You know what though? Let me. Uh, I'm just interesting. You brought bring this up, and I know they're not. Uh, he's not playing tonight, but I'm just wondering though. Wall and Cousins came to this team because they thought they could make a really deep run. Then all this blew up with Harden. Then they make this monster trade, and they don't get anybody, and they have eight picks. You know, four first and four swaps. So I'm wondering if it's going to upset those guys and they're going to think, damn, I've only got a couple of years of my career and that's when they're going to be rebuilding. So I don't know. I mean, I guess you could see it two ways. They may take real, take really take advantage of it, especially wall and try to get a price tag on them. Cause they, I'm sure they trade them at the trade deadline if they could, cause they're obviously in a blow up rebuild mode. It, it seems to me. So I'm I'm interested. We got to watch that closely the first couple of games to see what the lay of the land's going to be with Houston. Because I guarantee you the front office and Silas now realize they're not making a run this year. They probably won't even make the playoffs, in my opinion. So how is that going to reset? Are they going to play younger guys more? You know, all that has to play out. I think they're probably a, a, a tiny bit disappointed with they had the thought of if we go there and Harden's there, we can team up and, and go deep in the playoffs. But you, you heard Cousins in that press conference. I mean, he was he couldn't mince words anymore. I mean, no, they he, had had it. He, he, they had had it. And so they're fired up about the drama being gone. And the tough thing for Cousins is, you know, he's got wood to deal with in terms of getting minutes and, and usage. But yeah. I think. You know, I think they're excited about it because of the the atmosphere. And Wall probably thinks this is better. I'd rather have Oladipo on the wing because he's just going to wait for me to pass it to him if I can't True. do my thing, and he'll just spot up and shoot and go from there. So I think they I think they're excited about it. Um, yeah, they may it may be a rallying cry too. You know, yeah, we'll see. On the San Antonio side, not very interested here, especially if DeRozan plays. That just messes everything up. Yeah. If he doesn't play. I was thinking that this could be a DeJounte Murray game. I just don't like his price at 7,500. 
this is a guy who can he can give you 40 fantasy points but he can give you 20 he's been and, overpriced all year yeah he he is overpriced the thing is though with oh, this I, I, I hate to interrupt you demar Derozan will be available to play in thursday's game just came okay through. thank so, you for the update you bet yeah so i'm I just don't i just don't like the price for murray so but but in terms of the matchup, I mean, look at the Gordon Mclemore. I, I just don't think they've got the right guy out there to try to stop him from getting to the rim. So that that's why I like him, but I just don't want to pay that much for him. What about DeRozan now? I mean, he's in play for me. He's very well rested. He's coming in here. Houston's in, you know, scramble mode. I mean, he could blast it too. Anytime you get a guy who comes back from a personal issue – to me, especially DeRozan, it's a GPP option. You know, he okay. could he could be motivated by the, the emotional side of things and go out and just crush it. Or he could just sort of still be his mind elsewhere and, and he doesn't pay off. So I wouldn't play him in cash. It's, but a, it's a gamble. But it's he, a gamble. it certainly reduces Murray and Walker's uh, possibilities to me. Yes, me as well. Coach, okay. are we going to set up a commercial time here? Yeah, go ahead, uh, lead us into that, and uh, we'll let our golden voice tell us what's the scoop. Yeah, if you're into sports betting along with DFS, check out this offer. Listen up, sports bettors. It's go time, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line. Earn bragging rights over friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action, but don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, and most importantly, a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, and basketball, MMA, golf, horses, and even esports. No other sports book welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw dropping sign up bonuses. Now we have the best book in the industry teamed up with the best DFS provider in the industry. Make your first deposit of $149 at betus.com.pa with promo code COACHTALK and receive a free membership with DFS Coach Talk until April 1, 2021. With full access to our DFS lineups in NBA, NFL, PGA, and MLB, the best in the biz. Sign up today to make straight bets, future bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sportsbook in the industry is committed to their users like BetUS. So sign up now and get on the winning side of the ball. And thank you so much to BetUS for continuing to extend that offer here in January. Again, you're going to save on our monthly membership, uh, and it's going to basically be free because all the money you deposit at BetUS of $149, if it's your first time deposit, will qualify you for a membership with us all the way until April 1st. And you're going to get every lineup we give in every sport all the way until that date. So we'd love to have you take advantage of it. Make sure you use that promo code COACHTALK, all one word. Then send us a message on Twitter, at DFS Talk, and we'll get you into our Discord with an email. We give out our lineups about 20 to 25 minutes before tip-off in the NBA with all the late-breaking news. We follow it right down to the wire, make our lineup adjustments. Um, as we said, we gave out three lineups yesterday on FanDuel. Two of the three were winners. We highlighted five guys on DraftKings, and four of the five were fire. So we're going to uh, try to match that and actually exceed it tonight here on this Thursday Five Gamer. So we'd love to have you. If you're not into the sports betting side of things, we're giving you the same offer. Just go straight to our website, dfscoachtalk.com. If you're watching on YouTube, it's right on the top there. Uh, so... Um, uh, that should be easy enough. Same deposit, one forty-nine, and you remember with us all the way until April first. So we got to take you. advantage of it, absolutely. And you know, in Discord, I mean, it's been a huge edge for us this year. Not only you know are we waiting till about twenty minutes before, it gives you plenty of time. You know, we we tell everybody put in your skeleton lineups, you know, and, and get them ready, and then we'll get we'll get those in Discord full lineups for Fanduel and Yahoo, and that solid coach's clipboard for DraftKings. And the key I wanted to mention, though, is we're not only just posting them then and going away. You're, we're in Discord for the games for the night because you have to be. All three sites have late swap. you got to follow them through. Guys are getting ruled in, ruled out, changing lineups. And that you know one switch from a guy that scores 15 to a guy that scores 35 can put you right over the top. So you're going to have, you know, that piece of it. Also, we're available all the time in Discord. 
Uh, I'm also available to do one-on-ones with all of our members. We I've met with almost half of them already. Got a few more scheduled today, and just go over the you know our coach talk process, our, which really consists of uh, two things: bankroll management and contest selection. We have a really proven process here. We've used for six years, had a tremendous amount of success with it, and we want to share that with our our members so that as we're providing this information, they're able to distinguish it and put it in the right spots. And, you know, we always tell everybody it's, it's cliche, but it's a marathon, not a sprint. If you're going to try to break the bank every night and go all in in DFS, it's going to not be good for you. So, uh, you know, we're, we're happy to share that with you. And the last thing, and then we'll knock these last two out, is if you're watching us on YouTube, that's our big ask every day. Please hit the thumbs up, the little alert button that will tell you as soon as our podcast posts. And we're going to get these basketball suckers out there by 1, 1 1.30 in the afternoon at the latest on the East Coast. And then you want to subscribe. That's key. And we have lots of contests coming up. We just had a winner uh, yesterday uh, that was announced, and he is now in there. Who was it? What's his name? Our man, Josh. Oh, it's Josh. Okay. So Josh is in there as a Jay Davis 1982, correct? Yep. So he is in there. He won the contest. Um, Tyler and Joe will be announcing another one. And in order to get in, all you have to do is follow us at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter. Like and retweet the tweet. There, I said it fast this time. And then... Go to YouTube and subscribe, and you're qualified. So there we go, man. Let's roll. Excellent. We got two games here to wrap up the slate. They are the 10 o'clock Eastern tips. We're going to start with Golden State at Denver. Denver, the five-point home favorites, 225.5 total. Golden State on the front end of a back-to-back. And this game is the combination of Golden State's fast pace, their second, Denver's terrific offense. They're second in efficiency, but they're slow. They walk it up. Jokic does his thing. They're 25th in pace. Right. Golden State, middle of the road defensively. And then Denver, 26th defensively. So, yeah, that's amazing. It's a solid profile here on this slate. You know, out of the five games, it's one of the ones I like more than the others. So, I'm looking at the, the big three for Denver. They're all in play for me. We've got. Michael Porter Jr. still out, and Gary Harris questionable. So obviously there's a nice bump there for Murray and Barton. They're both at at fair prices. They could make my lineup. I like that Murray got 20 shots up last time out. I mean, this is the the thing with those other guys out is, you know, it's like, okay, Murray, you're going to start playing like Murray that we saw last year. Um, So solid opportunity for him. Jokic is in play. He's been an absolute... MVP level player here, very expensive, but with all the value we talked about with Miami and Houston, he could make the lineup. Yeah. Uh, on the Golden State side, uh, Pascal is in. Uh, he cleared the health and safety protocol, so that takes away a tiny bit potentially from Draymond. But right. Draymond has been playing like Draymond the last he's, couple of games. He's waking up for sure. He's flirting with triple doubles. Minutes have been 29 and 32 last two times out, and he's still in the 5K range. So he's going to make a lot of my lineups. I can't believe they didn't move his price up. That's bizarre. That doesn't make sense. We're going to take advantage of it. Stephen Curry is in play for me. Again, with uh, the value we've gotten here early in the slate, you could go with Curry. He's been up and down. He's really dealing with a lot of uh, focus defensively from his opponents, but I think it's a little bit better scenario here with Denver. Uh, Ubre and Wiggins, both fair prices. You know, Wiggins has had nine blocked shots in his last two games. That's crazy. I actually heard an interview with him post-game two games ago after I think it was four blocks, and he was talking about how he was taking more pride in the defensive end, Hmm. and then he goes out and gets five more. Shocker. uh, That can really help. A guy like that who has had a Big lot of time. trouble in recent years filling out the stat sheet other than points. Right. Yeah. So so keep an eye on that. But uh, uh, are you with me here to potentially get uh, two or three guys in your lineup? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm going to spend some of that money that I've been saving up on. And, you know, the Joker's going to be uh, my key play of the night. I just, I don't like Golden State's defensive setup against them. I mean, they'll, I mean, he'll chew up Wiseman, you know, early on, I would think. And, you know, uh, the subs that, that come in for them, you know, I, I just, I don't see that whole rotation being able to do very good, uh, uh, you know, against the Joker. But, you know, if they switch Draymond on him a little bit, uh, which they may, I mean, that would certainly take some of his perimeter uh, shots and passing. But, man, he'll he'll take Draymond right to the block with it and shoot right over top of him. So I just think it's a bad matchup for Golden State. And the Joker's playing at a different level. You know, it's this weight loss for him and the way, you know, just his physical conditioning, he's a, he's a different guy out there. I mean, and he... I swear to you, he's playing 40 pounds less than he did at the beginning of last year, which is a lot of weight. I really think it's that much. And I think that that's why he's in that MVP discussion. I think he's a great play here. You know, the guy that is a head scratcher is Jamal Murray. His price has gone down, down, down because he's been super inconsistent. Sometimes it looks like he's just out of it out there. I don't get it. But then all of a sudden he gets hits a couple shots and you see that, you know, that hard-playing Murray. I I like him here a lot. I, You know, Curry and Wiggins don't scare me defensively at all. And I think this is a, a nice spot that Murray could bust out. And, you know, Golden State with the second-fastest pace, they're going to want to push, push, push. It's going to give Denver more possessions. Murray's going to get a lot more three opportunities in transition. And so I like you know, uh, hooking my anchor up to these two uh, two guys in, in the Joker and Murray and letting those guys carry me. I guess that's not a good analogy because anchor means they would sink and they're not doing anything. <laughs> How about my hot air balloon with those there two There you guys? go. <laughs> that makes more sense. So I like I like those two on the, on the Denver side. And again, Murray's not that expensive. It's not like you're having um, to pay up. He was $2,000 more in the bubble than he is now. Um, on the Golden State side, I like what you said about Wiggins. I've noticed that, and it makes him somewhat playable, but he's still too expensive in my book. Uh, I do have a question for you because I can't make up my mind. Is Ubre breaking out of the slump, or is he still so wacky that he's only a GPP play? He's still probably a GPP play. You know, yeah. he's, he's gotten back to life in terms of making a few threes. Right. And, you know, 5,300, I bet in six weeks, we're going to say, oh, I'd love to be able to play Ubre at 5,300 because that's not the price that matches his opportunity and his talent long term. But right. to me, yes, yeah, it's, it's still a GPP situation with him. OK, because I, I wanted to, to have a guy on the Golden State side to sort of bump up against my two big Denver guys. But sometimes the correlation plays don't work and you know and it doesn't have i mean it doesn't have to be that way i mean yeah it's nice when you can put a little bow around it and it all works but you know i may have a little miami stack a little denver stack you know i i may not be correlating but i don't think in these particular situations that that's an absolute must agreed well what is a must is we have to discuss game five since it is a five-game slate, and that is yes. Indiana against Portland. The Why is it the late game is always the highest total game, just to well, make taunt it, everybody into playing the, <laughs> the late-night sweater? It always involves either Portland or Sacramento or Golden State. That's why. Good point. And this, this one involves the Trailblazers on the second night of a back-to-back. They had that shootout win, 132-126 over Sacramento last night. Uh, Dame, I got I got to mention it because I'm laughing. I, <laughs> I pointed to the the wrist last night or yesterday's show, and I said Dame could easily go for 40 real points, and the dude drops exactly 40. Yep. So <laughs> yeah, I wish he, I would have made that bet in Vegas. Seriously, that was terrific. So uh, 228 and a half total here on BetUS highest one. total on the yeah. board. Portland favored by three. In terms of the injury news and transaction news, Oladipo is gone. 
Uh, Levert on his way in, but he's he's not there yet. We've got uh, Goga doubtful, and T.J. McConnell looks to be available, yes. so he could get some minutes. And on the Portland side, I don't see anything right now. Uh, Nurkic obviously has been dealing with the quad issue, but it is a back-to-back, so we'll have to keep an eye on that news. But uh, with the highest total on the board, who are you going to look to in this game? Well, you know, I, I want to have exposure here again. You know, I think one or two guys minimum, you know, need to be dialed up. Uh, Indiana, it's in, it'll be interesting to see how they react to all this trade news and what's going on and, you know, settling in with their guys. But, you know, to me, I, I have not another pay-up spot that I can go to because of all the value. And I'm looking at either Brogdon or Sabonis. I think the two key guys for them uh, Brogdon probably be in my favor here. I know he's one of your favorite consistent plays, but in a game like this where Oladipo's gone, they don't have Lavert in yet. The two holidays have been playing sort of like trash. They're just not really doing their thing. And yeah, they'll they'll get some help, you know, from uh, what's his name? He said's back. Who is it? Uh, T.J. McConnell. T.J. McConnell, but you know, not enough to pull anything from from Brogdon. Being the highest total, the fact that they're 10th and 24th defensively, but 13th and 8th in pace, I do like the pace of this game. It fits Brogdon. Lillard and McCollum are not great defenders. And it's just, I, I think Brogdon gets that usage bump with Oladipo not playing and being gone. And, you know, and, and that goes from there. Now, Sabonis is super expensive. If he is my second payup, you know, I will consider it. Uh, Nurkic is playing, I guess, but not 100%. You know, so if the time Canner's in there, Sabonis should, should crush. So I think he's a great play. It's just a matter of spending those big bucks there. Those are the only two I'm considering for Indiana. I know Miles Turner at his price has gotten a ton of attention because he has a million blocks, but he scares me. I think he's more of a GPP play. On the Portland side, Second night of a back-to-back, interesting. You know, I, I don't want to go with the bigs with the Nurkish not being 100% and and Canner. Covington's still an absolute, you know, head-scratcher. He's just, there's times where he does okay and times he just looks like he's not the same guy he used to be. So I'm, I'm afraid of him. Jones stinks. So really it comes down to Lillard and McCollum. For me, it's, you know, do you pay up? If I go with Brogdon, I can afford one of them. If I go Sabonis, then it may not work. But, you know, it, it comes down to this same dilemma. I and mean, we had it play out again last night. They were both great. So, yeah, I, we even mentioned on the podcast, you can pay up for both of them and not be afraid to do that because they're both awesome and they dominate this team. It's just, you know, I would rather go with one or the other. And as of right now, I have no idea which one to go with for like the sixth time in a row. Do you favor one over the other? Not really. I mean, I don't I, I love both players. On this slate, neither one of them are gonna make my first lineup, though. It's a secondary okay. option. Yeah. And you know, this game in general is is a secondary option in terms of the studs. You know, okay. the, the the one guy I like the most here is Brogdon. Like you said, uh, poor defensive backcourt. Uh, you know, he just makes sense to me. I, I love this spot here for Brogdon. Yeah. And Sabonis, I agree, is a great play, but you know, I'd rather probably pay up for one of the centers. And uh, there's just, I don't have the salary for him. With all the value plays, you don't think you can fit Yogi no, you can. and Sabonis? I, just, yeah. I think I probably would rather, first of all, go with Brogdon. Yeah. And because of the position value, especially on FanDuel Power Forward, guys like Olenek and, and Draymond Green, yeah, uh, I like the idea of going cheaper at Power Forward. Okay. And uh, I'm with you on the rest of Indiana. I don't I don't plan to use those guys. I mean, Aaron Holiday was much better in the last game, but he hasn't done much otherwise. And you've got Sumner in the mix, potentially McConnell. So I, I think we just focus on Brogdon and potentially Sabonis. And then with Portland, um, you know, in my secondary lineup, maybe I go with one of those guys, uh, but uh, I just, I do, 
You're talking just, about the two guards? Yeah. I just yeah. Uh, I don't see it fitting in, in the first lineup. Gary Trent is a nice value if you really want to get unique with a GPP. Uh, probably only on DraftKings, though, at 3,700. You know, he played 23 minutes last night, got hit four three-pointers. And I think it's a similar opportunity with back-to-back to get similar minutes, similar shots. You know, I don't like him quite as much because he's a small forward on FanDuel. We've already talked about multiple guys we like there yeah. with, with better value. Out-of-position guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, you could also make a different lineup and stack this game. Excuse me. Bless you. And stack this game for a GPP because it could be uh, higher scoring and stay tight and – the prices for these studs are reasonable. You know, Sabonis, CJ, and Lillard in the 9K range. It's not bad. So you could get all four of those guys in if you wanted and and then use Covington also and, and hope that he looks like he's awake because he doesn't always look like he's awake out no. there. No. That's for All sure. right. So yeah. that's our five-game slate. Um, ready to wrap it up here. Um, uh, in terms of social media – uh, again, if you have questions, reach out to us at DFS Coach Talk. You can find the coach on Twitter at J O E S A R V A D I. I am at Language Olympic, and our man Shane is at D E T Sports Shane. Coach, any final thoughts here? No, I think this is a great card because we have value that opened up, so it allows you to put some of the studs in you want. I think it's a it's a real smash type of a. Uh, you know, slate, and I'm, I'm excited to attack it with our members. Um, we'd love to have you jump in Discord. You can try us for as little as a week if you want to give us a, a feel. Uh, good time to jump in as we've got this weekend's awesome football coverage coming up with Andrew and Shane. And of course, we have the Hawaii Sony Open Golf Tournament that is teeing off here this afternoon, which will be providing lineups again on Friday for the weekend action. And there's nothing like sitting back, watching a little golf in Hawaii in the evening uh, when you're at home. So we'd love to have you. We appreciate you listening. And, uh, you know, we are going to get this sucker up, posted and out there right after lunchtime on the East Coast every day so that you guys can feel comfortable knowing it's up in time, that you can listen to it uh, plenty, plenty of time before lock. So appreciate you. Absolutely. That is the new schedule. These are going to be up early afternoon. So uh, uh, keep that in mind. Uh, We're going to get in that regular schedule. On behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I am Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you again tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.